Good morning. This is Susan Stewart, and welcome to the Master Gardener Hour. We're delighted to have you with us, and we are delighted to have Bethany Clark as our guest today. Bethany is the Communications Manager at Trees Atlanta here in Atlanta, Georgia, and we're going to hear all about Trees Atlanta and the Atlanta Beltway Arboretum, which is a great new project. Um, many of you may have heard one of our previous programs with Ashley Level, and we talked about converting urban spaces um, to beltways and arboretums, and we went through a lot of the projects that Ashley worked on. And um, interestingly enough, she had done some research on Ryan Gravel's project when he was at Georgia Tech, and his thesis in 1999 was the Atlanta Beltway. And here we are in 2013, you know, where a thesis paper from a Georgia Tech student is actually coming to fruition quite successfully. And it's just so, so exciting. Um, so, Bethany, I know that you graduated from Spelman College. Are you an Atlanta girl? Are you local? I am now. I've been here for about 12 years and uh, really love the city, love the way the city has uh, grown on me and grown within itself. I think Atlanta right about now is really coming into its own. Isn't it amazing the growth that mm -hmm. we have seen here? And just to have a project like this is, is so exciting. So how did you get involved with Trees Atlanta? I started as a volunteer at Trees Atlanta, and actually, uh, when you mentioned Ashley, I, I think if I'm thinking of the correct person, she was one of the speakers at uh, Trees Atlanta. She was series. here recently, yeah, a couple yes. of weeks ago, yeah, yes. or a couple of months ago. Yeah, um, I believe she might have been one of our first um, speakers talking about the different um, restoration projects around the world and uh, bringing it back to the Atlanta Beltline as well. So that was really interesting. But yeah, I started with Trees Atlanta as a volunteer um, about five years ago and have really uh, become part of Trees Atlanta. I really enjoy it. There are about 11 people who work full-time in the office, and we all just kind of work together supporting each other, um, focusing on Trees Atlanta's mission, which is to um, plant, educate, and uh, conserve trees in Atlanta. Well, give us a little background on the history of Trees Atlanta, if you would. Sure. Um, well, Trees Atlanta was founded in 1985 um, by three entities, the Central Atlanta Progress, the Atlanta Commissioner of Parks, and the Junior League of Atlanta. Um, and we started with just one person on staff, uh, and that was Marsha Bansley. So that was about 26 years ago, um, or 27 years ago, right about now. Marsha actually just retired 20, after 26 years on Trees Atlanta, um, um, working with Trees Atlanta. And... Um, in that time, Trees Atlanta has planted and distributed about 96,000 trees. So we've really tried to make an impact on the tree canopy in the city of Atlanta, um, working to plant trees in neighborhoods, at schools, along major corridors, um, and really trying to restore the urban forest. So it's pretty visionary when you think about 1985. And I think in some of the reading that I did, um, it had been said that Atlanta had some of the um, biggest forests 
of any major city mm. in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yet these visionaries foresaw right. that there might be problems with the existing trees right. or with our growth, you know, right. that we were going to need to manage it. So right. it's, it's, it's really incredible that they sat down on paper in 1985, and like you say, you know, 20-some years later, here we are, um, implementing their program. But that's quite a step from you to fall in love with the program enough to volunteer and mm-hmm. give your free time. And now you're the communications director. <laughs> so when you say there are 14 of you. Yes, about 11 people on staff full time. So they probably all depend on your voice. Well, we all work together to share the stories um, that Trees Atlanta has. Trees Atlanta is a nonprofit citizens group. So we're very community based. Um, We have projects that plant trees um, or take care of trees every Saturday morning of the year. And we really rely on volunteers um, to get our trees in the ground or prune our trees or water them. Um, We work together. We try to be friends. We try to build community. We are working with neighbors, working with school groups, um, NPUs, to really try and have an impact. And there are a lot of stories to tell. You know, we've got people who are volunteering for the first time with Trees Atlanta, and we've got people who've volunteered for 13 years. Um, We even have people who meet and fall in love at our volunteer projects. We've got, actually, a couple of weeks ago, um, I think it might be our third volunteer engagement um wow. yeah uh, a gentleman proposed to his his uh girlfriend and now they're on their way to getting married so and they met on a trees and a volunteer project so you're saying to me that over a 20-year period and ninety-six thousand trees later hmm. that all that labor most of that labor is performed by volunteers it is. We definitely rely on a strong volunteer corps of more than 4,000 people um, that we communicate with regularly that um, approach us that say we want to volunteer. We know that there are team building opportunities with Trees Atlanta. We know that it's a great way to get exercise by planting trees with Trees Atlanta and having the opportunity to skip going to the gym for the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though it's not excruciating work, you definitely burn calories. We work for about three hours um, planting as many as you know 30 trees to 70 trees with a group of volunteers. So we communicate with our volunteers frequently, and they really are the backbone of our community because we want people to feel the buy-in of Trees Atlanta. You know, we're not just staff that um, go out in the field and plant trees, and people don't know what tree is suddenly in front of my, you know, property, or Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know that that was going to, you know, that that tree was going to come. No, we we communicate with them um, leading up to the projects, and we let them know what trees are coming. They have um, some buy-in, and they also help us take care of the trees to ensure survivability. Mm-hmm. Well, did you grow up as as a gardener, or love of nature, and definitely a love of nature? I was definitely a tomboy. Um, Growing up in Madison, Wisconsin, and Connecticut, um, definitely outside biking, camping, hiking, kayaking, canoeing, building mud pies and forts and tree houses and things like that. So I've always had a strong connection um, with nature. And an interesting thing about working at Trees Atlanta, particularly with our youth education uh, programs and our speaker series when we have different experts come and talk to um our community, it's interesting and sad to think about 
how many children are growing up without that connection with nature. So we're really trying to build urban forest students and um, stewards and tree stewards from a young age so that people can have that buy-in, so that people can have the knowledge to say, that's an oak tree over there, or that's a scarlet oak tree over there, or that's a ginkgo, or I planted that sassafras tree. There's a lot of pride that comes from that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Are there other cities that you are aware of that have a forestation program like Trees Atlanta? Yeah, there are a lot of um, uh, cities that have something similar. There are like Trees Charlotte, and they're all in different stages of growth. You know, so you've got other um, cities that are modeling their programs after ours. Um, being very, you know, volunteer-based and having a small core of staff. And then you have programs that do things a little bit differently, like Friends of Trees out uh, in the Pacific Northwest. Um, But it's all, you know, volunteer-based. It's all about increasing the number of, you know, trees in our city. Um, And we all work together. We're um, all knitted together by a national organization called uh, the Alliance for Community Trees. And so there are a lot of – there's – a great way to communicate with each other through AC Trees, um, as well as apply for grants, hear about national news, share triumphs, rally together, kind of, or rally spirits, not really, mm-hmm. on Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And are we, when you look at the national organization, are we early in the cycle or about the middle in the cycle or were we late to the game? I know you probably have people coming to you all the time and say, would you please come speak at our symposium? Can we look at what y'all have done and learn what you've done? Mm. So were we an early adopter or were we kind of late to the game? That's an excellent question. I am not sure where we were in terms of other people. I'm glad we got started when we did. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking specifically for Atlanta, the way that the city continually, you know, transforms, uh, you know, burned to the ground several decades ago and rebuilt itself. Now it's undergoing different renaissance right now, um, especially with development. I'm glad Trees Atlanta began with the vision and foresight that you mentioned earlier um, to get trees in the ground. Now, you know, it's one of the fascinating elements when you. When you come on board with Trees Atlanta, um, one of the first things you do is go on a drive with Marsha Bansley, who is the uh, founding executive director I mentioned earlier. Um, you just kind of drive around the city with her, and she'll she can literally point and say, we planted that tree, you know, 15 years ago. We planted that tree 26 years ago. That tree was planted while we were um, assisting the city during the um, – 1996 Olympic Games. Um, She's got so much history in her head and so much buy-in. And it's great to see those trees mature now. You know, they are the overstory trees that are shading some of the understory trees. Those are the trees that make certain corridors so pleasant to walk down versus being a, you know, a baking hot kind of, you know, oven (laughs) that it could be. You know, we do live in hot Atlanta. Um, So I'm just really glad that um, we can enjoy the trees that were planted so many years ago now and really looking forward to the trees that we'll enjoy in future decades. Mm -hmm. Because the planting is not slowing down, is it? No. We're we're 96,000 so far, and it looks like there's some big, big projects that are on the drawing board going forward. There are. But when you look at this um, 
timeline from 1985, were there some some real important events that kind of, you know, um, jumped out at you that – were there times in the history of Trees Atlanta where the thinking was, are we really going to make it, and then a big donor would come in and, you know, everything would get jump-started? Were there any particular dates there that were crucial in the history? Uh, definitely our founding in 1985. Um, in 1990, we started our volunteer program, which I think aided in um, serious growth with the organization, you know, really leveraging the people who wanted to give back to our city um, and 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 utilizing volunteers in that way. Um, when we got the improvement project for the Olympic um, for the Olympics back in 1992, um, that definitely spurred a lot of growth with trees. Yeah, there must have been a big pressure at that time in our history to you know get get the work going, get a lot of things done. And um, it was around well in 1986, our urban trees program began, which um, included the help of contractors and um, large equipment so that we were able to plant much, you know, much larger trees. A lot of the trees that we plant are are, um, 15-gallon trees, so people can pick those up fairly easily um, and plant them themselves. But there are some trees that are much larger caliper that we would need equipment to help us lift them, and those trees have large impact. So that's part of our large trees program. We are talking with Bethany Clark with Trees Atlanta. We'll be back in a minute after a quick break. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Quick Stakes, that's Q-U-I-K Stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Stakes, Q-U-I-K Stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. Hi, I'm Paisley McDonald, and I'd like to invite you to listen to my show, At Home with Paisley, every week, Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, for practical advice and stylish living for your home and office. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. This is Susan Stewart. Welcome back to the Master Gardener Hour. We are here with Bethany Clark of Trees Atlanta talking about the history of Trees Atlanta. And um, we're going to get into the new Beltline Arboretum that um, is very and a very exciting project. But, Bethany, we wanted to talk a little bit about why is the work that Trees Atlanta does so very important. And... Um, I know you have a, a broad mission, mm-hmm. and you have, you know, a lot of work in front of you that, that has to be organized um, so that you keep that excitement moving forward. But why is the work so very important? You know, it, it's it's so very important because 
it's it has a major impact on um, the quality of life in Atlanta. Tree cover. Um, it's okay, no. Um, but the tree cover, you know, we we had a great tree cover, and now we're managing that tree cover. Right. And the photographs on your website, which I guess is where you're headed, in those canopy rooms, it, they're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm looking that that's what you're working to achieve. Right. We definitely want to protect and improve um, the urban forest um, and tree cover that Atlanta currently has, definitely um, that Atlanta had several decades ago, and trying to improve um, for the future. Um, tree cover is an important factor in measuring the quality of life in Atlanta, as well as the health of our park system. Trees um, provide numerous health and economic benefits. And, um, you know, well, let's talk about Piedmont Park for just a few minutes, because that's a that's a very important part of, you know, where we have done such a great job in protecting you know, all of the trees and the growth around um, Atlanta. Yeah, Piedmont Park is definitely one of the shining jewels of Atlanta and one of the great elements of the uh, Atlanta Beltline, which is under development right now, is how many uh, parks that will be either created or restored and revitalized um, so that Atlanta citizens can enjoy them and have different green spaces close to their neighborhoods that they can raise their children in, that they can exercise in, that they can walk their dogs in, that they can live their lives in. Yeah. And I guess there probably are cities that don't have an organization like Trees Atlanta um, that have had huge growth and a lot of commercial building and they haven't done the job. They don't have the stewards to protect the trees. And, you know, I would say that, you know, their canopy probably suffers. And that has a ripple effect in not only the beautification of the neighborhoods, but also um, the greenness of that city. Oh, absolutely. You know, you, you made an excellent point. I was um, traveling to a few cities recently and saw a lot of dead street trees um, next to living street trees. And it was just so, it was stark to see the dead ones, you know, without leaves, the branches looked brittle. Um, and you could tell that they were improperly planted, so they didn't have sort of the foresight to plant the tree well if it was on the sidewalk um, or, you know, kind of break up the concrete so that it didn't, so that it didn't impede on the critical root zone as much. Um, and so that's one thing that I really do appreciate about Trees Atlanta, you know, how conscientious we are when we're planting 15 gallon trees or, you know, two and three caliper trees, that we plant the right tree in the right place, um, meaning, you know, taking into account the size that the tree will eventually grow to. We don't want a huge tree to grow into power lines overhead. So we want to be conscientious about which tree we select for that area. We want to make sure that the root systems won't break up the sidewalks, you know, so we want to plant a tree that's well suited for that area. And, you know, if a location just isn't suited for a tree, then we won't put a tree there. You know, yeah. just With little so, forethought It's so like interesting that. that you say that on the Master Gardener Hour because we've all learned in our classes that we've taken 
that the right plant must always go in the right place. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's like the major tenet Absolutely. of our education. So there probably are a lot of cities um, and a lot of parks, you know, where they're just putting in trees, like developers tend to do mm-hmm. on new houses, where they're just putting in trees without any idea that, right. you know, in 30 right. years, this is going to be a 30-foot-tall tree. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And... and um that's an excellent example, and it also reminds me of a tree that's a more of an understory tree, but a crepe myrtle, yes. which has the nickname of crepe murder. Yes, and that you often see that crepe murder oh my going goodness, on and it, it's so stark, it's so unfortunate to see it when it happens. But yeah, it, it's you know, in a lot of ways, you know, there's no need to prune your crepe myrtle tree down to a, a nub just because you didn't get the the variety or species of tree that you, or the cultivar tree that you had in mind. Right. If you wanted a more bush-like tree, sure. there are plenty <laughs> of, yeah, you kind of got a shrub. There are plenty of crepe myrtles that can look and take on that form. Instead of more Halloween fingers. Exactly, exactly. Nine so, months out of the year. Exactly. Doing a little bit of research on the front end can definitely help you be more happy with the trees that you get. And we are in an environment where we have to watch the drought. We've suffered yes. through lots of droughts. And so I would think that, you know, it's very, very important to have an organization like yours to manage oh, absolutely. our expansive downtown trees mm-hmm. and commercially planted trees through mm-hmm. those terrible periods. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness we don't have a lot of diseases. That is true. That is true. Although I have heard that the emerald emerald ash borer has made its way into Georgia, which can certainly decimate ash trees. So hopefully that can be contained and it won't be a huge issue. But tree, uh, but Atlanta is very lucky not to have too many pests. Um, and what's the one that everybody's just freaking out about, the Dutch elm? Is that where people, you know, they're just acres of right. the ghost trees, right. what they call them? Mm-hmm. Yes, several decades ago when elm trees were the main street trees in states all throughout the the U.S. and, and that uh, Dutch elm disease kind of swept its way through, yeah, we had all those, those dead trees. That was really unfortunate, which is why um, planting trees for diversity is very important and which is why Trees Atlanta does that a whole lot. You know, we've got... <clears throat> We've got um, dozens of trees that we plant regularly, mainly, you know, oaks, beeches, tulip poplars, magnolias, crepe myrtles. We try to definitely maintain large diversity with the trees that we plant, both um, to prevent any huge decimation decimation of trees um, based on any kind of invasive uh, pest or disease, but also for the wildlife's benefit, you know. We have to think of wildlife. They might want, you know, what what habitat do they need? What nesting sites do they need? What berries do they like? What protection do they need, et cetera. So. And do you have arborists on your staff, or do your staff basically become arborists through the work that you do? We have um, a lot of arborists on our staff, actually, ISA certified arborists. Um, I'd say maybe six or seven on staff. Yeah, so we definitely... Um, we're a lot of a lot of us have forestry backgrounds. A lot of us are ISA certified arborists. Um, a lot of us, like me, um, have just accumulated tree knowledge over the years. So. Well, and I know you said that um, every Saturday you have a volunteer work program going mm-hmm. on. So I think that 
Trees Atlanta has a vast um, schedule of projects that you've always got underway. So let's talk a little bit about the programs that you have. And I also know that, you know, you're building community in in all of your work that you do. You educate and you build community. Mm -hmm. And we didn't say this earlier, but... um, the Beltline that we're going to get into includes 45 neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Am I correct on yeah. that? Mm-hmm. So that must really take a lot of programs mm-hmm. to bring all of those 45 neighborhoods together. Absolutely. So when I was looking across your website, I mean, it just was program after program after program. But tell us a little bit about the different programs that Trees Atlanta has going on. <clears throat> Taking a little mic break here. Um, yeah, to accomplish the work that Trees Atlanta's got going on, it really takes a, a, a mammoth effort from all of the um, staff on our program side of Trees Atlanta. It's it's really quite impressive the number of neighborhoods that we communicate with. Um, the number of green spaces that we restore, um, making sure that we kind of plan out our projects throughout the year so everything stays organized and so that we're able to answer volunteers' questions, you know, as they arise. It really is quite impressive. We um, do have a project every Saturday of the year, and in the warmer months, uh, such as the spring and the summer, we are taking care of our trees. And then in the cooler months, starting in October, starting right now, actually, uh, is when our tree planting season kicks off. And that just is uh, dependent on Georgia's zone, when um, it's better to uh, plant trees when it's cold here in Georgia. Um, and it does take a whole lot of coordination to get all of what we uh, get done done. Um, our neighborhoods program is um, sort of our main volunteer program. Neighborhoods. Neighborhoods. Love yeah. That. Yeah. Isn't it clever? <laughs> um, that uh, you know, it works a lot with neighborhoods in Atlanta, and it's our main volunteer program. And it's got kind of two arms. So um, one aspect of it, and it's. Um, managed by Susan Pierce Cunningham on our Trees Atlanta staff. One aspect of it is signing up neighborhoods, you know, communicating with the neighborhoods and finding out what neighborhoods, you know, is it a, you know, a dare park, Midtown, you know, uh, Cabbage Town, Brookwood Hills. You know, do you all want trees? Is there a neighbor there that can help us establish without within the uh, surrounding neighbors would you all like trees? Can we work out a um, a day to plant trees in your neighborhood? So that takes a lot of coordination on Susan's part, and she does a fantastic job with that. The second arm of the Neighborhoods Program is volunteer management. So once we've got the project scheduled, um, worked out the logistics, we then invite our volunteers um, to volunteer with us. And we do that by updating our web calendar consistently and also by sending out a weekly volunteer email. So it goes out every Tuesday or Wednesday, and it's got all of the projects that you can participate in, and you can sign up um, to volunteer with us. We give you directions on where we'll be, and it's a great way to discover new areas of the city. One of my favorite barbecue spots is in Sylvan Hills. After I did, it was either a volunteer project in Sylvan Hills or a tree walk in their uh, neighborhood arboretum. 
But um, you discover a new area of the city, you get to plant trees, and then we all go out for pizza afterwards, you know, kind of fellowshipping, socializing, and debriefing after a great planting project. So. Well, like you say, it's working because you've had three couples get married that through their true. volunteer work That's definitely together. true. So that was neighborhood, Neighbor Woods. We've also got a forest restoration program, which has um, gained... Um, it's grown very well over the years, um, and that includes, you know, we want to we want to clear um, invasive plants out of the green spaces in Atlanta that are being overrun by these invasive plants. You know, kudzu, English ivy, Chinese privet, you know, knotweed, all of these um, different kind of plants, we'd like to get rid of them. So Trees Atlanta started out by primarily using a you know, a professionally applied herbicide. Let let me interrupt you for just one minute. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to hear more about the programs that Trees Atlanta is organizing. Stay tuned. This is Dr. Susan Blank, Medical Director for the Atlanta Healing Center. Our team is able to offer a multitude of treatment options, such as quantitative EEG, also known as brain mapping, hormonal and nutritional assessments, neuropsychological testing, and cognitive therapy, along with traditional 12-step facilitation. And we can even offer you, if appropriate, a gentle medically managed detox. Please contact us at 770-696-9862. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the Master Gardener Hour. We're with Bethany Clark, and we're learning all about Trees Atlanta. Bethany was in the middle of explaining about the different programs that Trees Atlanta organizes. So excuse me for interrupting, but please please go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay. I can talk for days about this kind of thing. Um, I was just telling you about our forest restoration program, which um, removes invasive plants from green spaces in Atlanta. Um Over the years, we've used sort of a professionally applied herbicidal treatment, but in recent years, we've started incorporating uh, herds of sheep, actually, to eat invasive plants. Really? Yeah. um, We were looking for more environmentally um, uh, impactful methods of removing invasive plants, so we have linked up with a local company called Universally Green, um, and we have rented herds of sheep. about a hundred sheep to um, eat invasive plants in different green spaces around Atlanta, and the sheep, you know, they just they'll eat anything. We've got them specially corralled so that they don't eat what we don't want them to eat. You know, the plant, the native plants that we want to um, keep, and also we've got them corralled for their safety and also um, making sure that they stay around plants that are safe for them to eat. But for the most part, when we put them in an area in a particular green space like Morningside Nature Preserve or um, Kirkwood Urban Forest or Chastain Park, we've taken them all over the city, I'm telling you, um, they do a great job. We keep them there for about two weeks each time. They can. Uh, we, we estimate that 100 sheep can uh, clear about an acre of invasive plants in about a week. Yeah. Bethany, I'm They're so effective. So not only are they cleaning, they're also composting, right? They are. processing. They are. And we're able to, you know, clear out those plants and then plant new. 
So, so they're really an asset. On any given day around Atlanta, can we see the sheep at work? You can. Right now they're at the Decatur Cemetery. Um, and so, th- yeah. We've, Isn't that interesting? We host regular Meet the Sheep events. <laughs> so we've, we've got the sheep in a area that is easily accessible for people. Because sometimes they're on slopes. Sometimes they're far into the forest. People can't quite get there. So we try to set aside a day with each green space that people can come and meet them, ask questions if they have them. So is kudzu our most worrisome invasive? Well, it's definitely up there. It can grow, you know, up to a foot a day. Yeah. You know, it, it, and it really, um, it can weigh you know, a ton on trees. It can crowd out the native plants on the on the ground. It can crawl up trees, um, adding so much weight. It usurps water from the tree. It can block out the tree's leaves, um, impeding the photosynthesis process by which trees make their food. So it really is quite a menace. And it's it's because it's, you know, not native to this area and it has sort of no predators. Right. Nothing really eats it except sheep. <laughs> What other programs have you got under your belt? We've got both an adult education program and a youth education program. Uh, with our adult education, we've got um, um, quarterly programs um, or seasonal programs such as Tree Keepers, which is a tree care training program. It's like a seven-week program. We've also got speaker series um Series is, I don't know, is series. that how you pluralize series um, that we hold um, regularly? We've got tree walks that we um, host, and all of this is on our website, treesatlanta.org, as well as tree walks that we host in different neighborhoods around Atlanta. An expert will tell you about the trees that are growing there. And I know you had a big event last weekend, didn't you, on the 28th? Yes, we were hosting our fall party um, where we've got, you know, it was food, music, um, refreshments, wine, as well as an opportunity to bid on a silent auction of rare and unusual plants, as well as other items that sort of celebrate the great outdoors. So we had um, triathlon gear that was available for bidding. We had a a full camping tent. we had all sorts of fantastic things. It was a really great party. And I also read about your lantern parade. That sounds so interesting where they march with the lights all down the belt line. Right. That that was a fun evening. And there is a there you do lots of art shows I saw on your website. Um, and they even read about a race. Maybe that's why they had some of the stuff in the silent auction about an eight K race that was scheduled. And an organic land care symposium. Nothing about that? Okay. Um, Tell me about some of the other programs. We um, recently uh, restarted a youth education program, um, and it's called Urban Tree Trackers. And we work with schools that are within two miles of the Atlanta Beltline. So we work with about a dozen schools at this point. Visiting them regularly a couple of times a month, bringing about 90 minutes of uh, lessons to them each time. So it could be sort of an artscape lesson, which incorporates um, the environment with an art 
type project, or it could be our birds, butterflies, and bees pollinator gardens, which we help schools install on their property. Um, the kids take a whole lot of ownership on that, and that's reserved for the older grades because mm-hmm. we work K through 12. Um, and we tailor our programming to um, Georgia performance standards, and we work with the teachers. So if the teacher has something that they particularly want to emphasize with math or history, our uh, youth education coordinators can um, Lauren and Alex can really work with them to sort of make sure that what we're teaching somehow has some kind yeah. of tie-in yeah. um, and contributes to these kids' learning. And so with the with the um, pollinator gardens, you know, the kids are involved. They, they help pick the plants. They help plant it. They help write grants if needed. I mean, it's a really um, great opportunity for the students to take ownership of something at their school and learn some valuable skills as well. And we're just growing future arborists and really future are. master gardeners Definitely. and future volunteers. You know, it's fantastic. We've got our youth program, um, Capturing the Youth, and then Trees Atlanta is also involved in Tree Campus USA, which works with college students um, along with the Arbor Day Foundation. And then we've got our adult programs um, with that I was telling you about, like our speaker series, our tree keepers, our pruning classes. And then we've got the Atlanta Beltline Arboretum, where anyone can get involved, and it's an opportunity to be out uh, on the Beltline and continue your education. So a lot of learning opportunities at Trees Atlanta. So Trees Atlanta kicked off in 1985. Mm. And in 1999, we had this wonderful idea of a belt line. Yes. And now the belt line is a reality. So talk to us a little bit about the belt line. Explain to our listeners what the Atlanta belt line is. You know, it's it's really fascinating. As you mentioned, Ryan Gravel um, sort of thought up this this fantastic um, vision for his thesis project at Georgia Tech, and it really has become part of the fabric of Atlanta's future growth. Um, it's fantastic that it's been so embraced by so many um, city entities and really moving forward. So it will be a, a 22-mile loop around the city, um, and it's got so many components. And I, I know a lot of people are wondering sort of when can we see certain aspects of it. You know, we hear that there's a light rail aspect to it. We hear that there are going to be several new parks, several new trails. When can we see all of these things? It's definitely on a fluid time continuum. It, it definitely is contingent on when property can be um, acquired, when development can uh, commence and uh, finish. But I think the Atlanta Beltline team are doing a fantastic job bringing it to reality. Um, The uh, relationship that Trees Atlanta has with the Atlanta Beltline is in creating an arboretum. And I'm sure your listeners are aware of it, but an arboretum um, could be described as a tree museum, you know, a botanical garden that's based on woody plants such as trees. Um, And it can be used for scientific purposes as well as aesthetic purposes. So we're really excited about the opportunities that the um, Atlanta Beltline Arboretum can bring for Atlanta, particularly the fact that it will be one of, if not the, longest linear arboreta in the world. It's really helping, um, it's really continuing to put Atlanta on the map. We've completed um, 2.25 miles 
of the Arboretum along the Atlanta Beltline's East Side Trail, which runs from Piedmont Park at Monroe Drive to Irwin Street um, in Old Fourth Ward. We um, have planted, gosh, more than 700 trees along that East Side Trail. Um, And the East Side Trail is a paved trail that people are utilizing right now. It opened, I think, October 15th of 2012. Um, So people are using it, biking it, walking their dogs. It's transporting them from one neighborhood in Atlanta to another without them having to be on streets. And people just are really loving it. It's given us planting trees along the East Side Trail are allowing people to get to know different tree species. We planted oaks, magnolias, sassafras, longleaf pines as well as native grasses. Um, And these are all components of the arboretum that we're planting there. Um, With the native grasses, we started in March of this year and have planted, I think, 109,000 grass and wildlife, wildflower plugs um, over the course of about four months. And that was mainly on that one segment that you're talking about mm -hmm, on the East Side Trail. Trail. Yes, it is. And it's it's really great because we'll be expanding the Arboretum um, all along the whole 22 miles of the Atlanta Beltline as the Atlanta Beltline itself expands. So right now, the East Side Trail is one of the most developed areas on the Atlanta Beltline. But as different sections open up, we'll be bringing the Arboretum there as well. And... um, The native grass plantings um, were helmed by and managed by our forest restoration coordinator at Trees Atlanta, Brian Williams, um, and his uh, coordinator, Christina Gibson. They did a phenomenal job managing all 109,000 native grass and wildflower plugs. They just, with, uh, with scores of volunteers. I mean, we just couldn't have done it without the volunteers. Well, it sounds like that's the, um, the thing that keeps the Arboretum, the Beltline, and Trees Atlanta going It's forward. our lifeblood. It really is. So in 1999, when the, um, the, the Beltline jumped off the paper and, you know, started moving towards reality, and Ashby and I talked a lot about this, you know, just what it takes to get a project converting old rail beds and old industrial areas into new urban spaces. Mm -hmm. And we looked at the High Line in New York, Mm -hmm. and we looked at a project in Paris. She talked about a project in Germany. So, you know, it really is just amazing at how well the Beltline is growing. And Mm -hmm. it's not just the path Mm -hmm. and the Arbor. I want to go back to the Arboretum in a minute. But they're new living spaces. Oh, indeed. A um, lot of development. And that's just so exciting mm-hmm. that, you know, people that have been out in rural neighborhoods mm-hmm. that want to move back into mm-hmm. downtown Atlanta mm-hmm. now have this great new development that is a real, you know, worthy consideration. Exactly. And so it's not just biking. It's, um, you know, walking mm-hmm. and, and everything, right? Yeah. So um, residential density is, can really be um, an asset to a city. So it's it's nice that, you know, Atlanta has historically had a lot of sort of sprawl, a lot of far, you know, you had to have a car in order right, to kind of right. enjoy Atlanta. But so it's we're nice gonna to take a quick break mm-hmm. and let's come back and learn more about the Beltline 
and more about the Arboretum. At Peachtree Ear, Nose, and Throat Center, they provide better quality care. They believe that excellent medical care is a right and not a privilege. They are concerned that the current economy has forced people to sacrifice their health. They have therefore reduced their prices to make it more affordable. They will continue to provide state-of-the-art care. They continue to believe that patient care counts above all else. Peachtree ENT Center, concierge medicine without the concierge price. Additional details are available at www.peachtreeentcenter.com. Call their office at 404-591-9100 to make an appointment or for more information. They are located in Atlanta at 1776 Peachtree Road Northwest, Suite 260 North Tower, two blocks south of Piedmont Hospital. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. here with Bethany Clark talking about Trees Atlanta and the Atlanta Beltline Arboretum, which is a great, new, wonderful project that we have in Atlanta. It's a 22-mile Beltline around the city of Atlanta, incorporating 45 neighborhoods, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we said? Yes. And um, it's, I just remember people saying that Atlanta was one of the most unfriendly pedestrian cities around. Mm. <laughs> so this Beltline is our solution to solving that problem. And the old Sears building, is that going to be reused as residential space and the old um, wasn't there a government building that yeah. they're doing? It, the Sears building turned into City Hall East. And right. so, okay, and you. now it's going to be uh, the Ponce City Market. And it's located right on Ponce de Leon Avenue across from the Whole Foods and that Home Depot right there. But it's also right on the Beltline. So this is all part of the East Side On the East Side Trail, yep. You walk past it as you're on the East Side Trail. And it will be, um, to my understanding residential but also have commercial use of, as well. So I think there might be a floor of residences and also a floor of, you know, shops, dentists, etc. So anything you might need, yeah. I just can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. So I know that the walking tours are a way that we're really getting people educated and involved. Absolutely. And tell us how we can sign up or how we can get ourselves on a walking tour. Yes. Um, last fall, Trees Atlanta began training uh, docents that will be giving walking tours on the Atlanta Beltline Arboretum on the East Side Trail right now. And the walking tour is about 90 minutes uh, long, and we meet at uh, a particular trailhead on the East Side Trail in Inman Park. It'll be behind Parish Foods and Goods mm-hmm. is where we will meet. And we give the tours every Friday morning and Saturday morning, uh, starting at 10 a.m. You can sign up for the tours um, on our website, treesatlanta.org. Um, and it will take you to a reservation site so you can see which tours are full and which you can reserve for. And registration opens on the 20th of each month for the you know following month. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you'll learn on the tour are the um, kind of key architectural and horticultural elements of the Atlanta Beltline on the East Side Trail, as well as the Arboretum. So we'll talk about the trees that you see. We'll talk about the birds that you see. We'll talk about what you hear. We'll talk about, you know, how people are engaging 
um, with the area. We'll talk about, you know, some of the history, the historical buildings that you might see or what this area might have been, you know, decades past, centuries past. It's a really engaging walking tour, not too rigorous. It's the perfect kind of um, tour to take, you know, you're visiting family members on, um, and it's completely free. So if anyone is interested in signing up, it's it's as simple as a couple of clicks, and uh, we'd love to have you. It's treesatlanta.org. Okay. And I know that October 17th is an important date on your website, and I read that there are 400 large new trees that are going in, and you were talking earlier about the equipment that has to be used to put in these large trees. Mm. So will we see, if we go on one of the walking tours, will we see the new large trees that are going in? Will we see that work in progress? And I also saw on on December the 15th that um, we're going to do some grove planting. Yes. Where the longleaf pines are going in. Yes. What's that going to be? Is it actually going to look like a grove? Yes, it will. Um, We usually plant, we plant dozens of trees all at once. And as they grow together, um, there's already an example of a longleaf pine um, grove planting on the East Side Trail that we planted last fall. So about a year later now, um, you can see them already as well as the sassafras grove that is right next to it. So maybe as I was reading, maybe this is work that they did last year instead of that's coming up for this year. Maybe all the trees are in. Um, and I was, you were talking earlier about the different types of trees. And yes. I read that there were 60 different types of trees that we planted, one of which was a cathedral oak. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now that sounds gorgeous. Majestic, doesn't it? Yes. It really does. <laughs> and I yeah. read about the um, desire to create canopy character mm, rooms. Mm-hmm. Now is that something that you're, y'all are still working on that the cathedral oaks play a part in? One of the um, fantastic opportunities with the Atlanta Beltline Arboretum is, like you said, as you mentioned, the different neighborhoods that the Atlanta Beltline goes through. We want to give the neighborhoods their own character. We want to, with trees, allow people to know what neighborhood they might be in. Like, oh, there are a lot of oaks. Maybe I'm in this section of town. Exactly. Exactly. Um And so in that way, we want people to develop ownership, a connection with the different trees. That's very well thought out. Mm -hmm. Um, And the native grasses, are they spread all through the Arboretum, or is is that defining a certain neighborhood? They will be spread all throughout the uh, Arboretum. We will try um, with the native grasses to you know, go along those similar veins of having sort of a signature or a symbolic kind of grass that helps define the neighborhood. But yeah, the grasses and the trees are both part of the Arboretum. And some of the neighborhoods that I read about, correct me if I'm incorrect, the Waterworks, the Warehouse Row, the Urban Forest Corridor, the Quarry, is that, like you said, it's fluid. Mm-hmm. The Beltline and the Arboretum are developing as the grants come in, as the economy waxes and wanes. So we all understand that it is fluid and a plan can't always, you know, be the same from start to finish. But it's just great reading material on your website about the vision. Right. Right. And the amount of work that goes into making this happen, it's it's really quite impressive and been fantastic to be part of. So when you talk about the future, what mm. we would all like to see mm. 
Can you look 20 years down the road? Because the Arboretum is a 20-year project, right? Mm-hmm. 20, 25-year project. Can you look down the road and describe to us as listeners mm-hmm. what it's going to look like in 25 <laughs> years? Well, I, I what we hope it'll look like. I, yeah, years? I personally hope that the Atlanta Beltline itself um, continues to draw the city of Atlanta closer. You know, it really... <clears throat> helps us um, grow closer as citizens and build more of a community feel. I'd like more connectivity. I'd like more um, ability to reach different neighborhoods easily um, within this city. And and also to encourage more exercise. You know, I might walk versus um, getting in my car. I would definitely like to see an improved um, tree canopy. You know, ideally by 20%. It would be fantastic if all of the trees that we plant right now um, grow healthy, reach maturity, um, you know, are not affected by droughts, but are, you know, blessed with fantastic growing years and plenty of the resources that they need, like water and sunlight and care from the community around, uh, that surround the trees. Um, I would really like to see, cause in 20 years are the youth that we're educating right now will be the adults, you know? So, you know, as they find, as these, um, young adults find their own footing in the world. I would love to see them involved in more environmental careers, you know, landscape architecture, even, you know, uh, political careers that, um, that w- within which they keep the environment in mind, you know, smart development, smart cityscapes. I would like to see Atlanta incorporate more of the innovative practices that other cities are utilizing. Um, such as, you know, uh, definitely planting more trees in parking lots. I, you know, that's that's a prime opportunity, and I think that would be great, um, both to shade our cars while we're there, and also, you know, that's that's a lot of great area that we could plant more trees. You know, I would love to see um, Atlanta's heat island index go down, and the heat island index is, um, if you look at sort of. Uh, you know, areas in urban areas tend to be hotter, like six degrees hotter than more rural areas, because the rural areas tend to have more trees versus the, uh, you know, city building concrete um, gravel type areas that don't have trees to kind of absorb all the heat. So it would be great to, you know, cool the temperatures in Atlanta. I would love to see a lot more homes have trees around them and and understand the energy saving costs of trees. Um, We would love to see so much with Trees Atlanta. We'd love to be celebrating our 50th year, you know, anniversary um, impacting well, the city. There's no doubt that you will with yeah. this dynamic as the organization has become. Three weeks ago, we had a guest on the program talking about green roofs. Mm. And Atlanta seems to have taken a, a great first step mm-hmm. in really building um, and innovating green roof development downtown. Mm-hmm. So that, like you're talking about the heat index. Right, right. Um, you know, helping us go forward, the green roofs would definitely do that. Exactly. And these practices are, you know, they, they might take a couple of steps in the beginning to implement, but they have so many rewards down the line. So just a lot more foresight <laughs> and forethought. So we can all go on your website and read about what you're doing. Yes. 
we can sign up and take a walking tour so we can actually see the first segments mm-hmm. of the Beltline mm-hmm. and where the Arboretum has started their work. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can we do to get involved? Because I'm sure people are probably donating trees, oh. donating money for trees to be purchased. Correct. Mm-hmm. We definitely, of course, donations um, of funds are always welcome and they enable us to plant um, in neighborhoods where um, the neighbor the neighborhood itself might not be able to contribute to Trees Atlanta. So this sort of creates a small grant that allows us to plant in areas that really need trees. So funds are always welcome. We unfortunately can't take donations of trees because we just don't have the space to store them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we definitely appreciate the thought. You can also support our tree sale, which is actually coming up in a couple of days, October 12th, which is uh, a Saturday from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, we'll be selling over a thousand trees, plants, um, shrubs, and tree-friendly vines. Um, and where at, is that going to take place? That'll be at Trees Atlanta, which is at 225 Chester Avenue. Avenue Southeast, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, 30316. And you can find out all about that at treesatlanta.org. Lots of ways to get involved with Trees Atlanta. Yeah, so I know that um, I understand where you can't take donations of trees mm-hmm. because you, you probably very specific on what trees you need and what trees you're going to plant. Um, but there probably are a lot of our listeners that are not going to be your Saturday volunteers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but definitely want to be involved. Mm-hmm. So. I'm sure you have lots of upcoming events. We do. Um, And those events um, are, we've got speaker series coming up um, that you can always get involved. We uh, need office volunteers. If you have a particular skill and you'd like to volunteer in our office, we work with a lot of master gardener groups, actually, that help us out frequently. Um, And you can definitely take the walking tour. You can sign up to be a tree keeper to increase your tree knowledge. You can also sign up to be a walking tour docent. We have a training program and everything. Well, it's been fascinating to hear about Trees Atlanta and the Arboretum and the vision that you paint on what we're going to see in 25 years is very, very exciting as well. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule for oh, coming to you. be with us today. You have been a great guest, and it has just been so exciting to hear all about what's on the project for the future. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, and until next week, we'll grow together.